0: You're listening to the original Business Heroes podcast, brought to you by your host, Viren Chana, and produced and edited by Original Box. Want to turn your passion for cooking into a full-time job? Don't know where to start in running your own street food business? We speak to Mark Vanette to give you some first-hand tips. Mark has transformed his career as a mental health nurse to a successful catering entrepreneur chef and owner of the Mexican street food business, Salsa Viva Cantina. In just two years of opening, the restaurant is now the highest rated on TripAdvisor for the whole of Worthing. Travelling abroad to and from Mexico numerous times throughout the last 20 years, we delve into Mark's past. Hi guys and welcome to the 21st Hero. Today I'm joined by Mark Finette and we are in the Salsa Viva Cantina, a Mexican-style restaurant in Werving. Uh, nice to have you here, Mark. Thank you for joining today's show.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Nice to be here.
0: It's a nice, sunny day, and we're just um, cooped up inside. It's, uh, it's a shame, but you know we've got a nice uh, podcast ahead, and we're looking forward to chatting to Mark about how he runs his business and um, getting to know more about Salsa Viva Cantina. In this podcast, Mark, we just like interview business owners throughout Sussex, yeah, finding out kind of their story, their mission, and the challenges they face. Okay, um, just to like open it up, really basic to the audience. Can you tell me um, about your business, salsa viva Catina Like, where are you located? Um, how many years have you been in operation, and all the rest of it, and what yep. you do?
1: Yeah. Uh, we're located uh, on High Street in Worthing, opposite the multi story car park, just down from Waitrose. Um, we're a small uh, Mexican street food restaurant, like 26, 27 seats, uh, serving authentic, we, we think, uh, <laughs> Mexican street food.
0: Cool. And um, how long have you been
1: in yeah. your business? We opened uh, February 17, so two and a half years.
0: Two and a half years ago,
1: cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. and um, so what do you mean by Mexican authentic street food? Can you tell me more about the food you serve?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a combination really of uh, of like fresh, fresh salsas and slow cooked meats. Really, uh, well, the, the meats are slow cooked and the uh, the vegetables are are just cooked in the oven essentially. Uh, but yeah, a, a combination of meats and vegetables and put in tacos burritos and quesadillas Um yeah that's
0: nice and it's like real like street food isn't it it's not like um there's no pretense or there's no fanciness it's just like nice cantina style food right yeah
1: it's it's very informal uh yeah i mean street food is in mexico is tacos you oh, okay you don't get burritos yeah. Uh I mean you might in very northern Mexican states because it's sort of uh, viewed as Tex Mex okay. burritos. So there's a lot of burritos, you know, in America and in the north of, of Mexico. But yeah, essentially uh Mexican street food is, is tacos. Um okay. so yeah, it's uh a small six inch uh, corn tortilla with yeah. various toppings. They, nice. say, they say they that there's a trilogy or a trio or what, whatever the word is for a, 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 an authentic taco. Okay. And that is uh, a meat or a vegetable filling, uh, the, the corn tortilla itself and a salsa. Nice. Yeah. So people can get as fancy as they want or they yeah. can keep it to tortilla, filling, salsa.
0: Cool. And like I've uh, been to quite a few Mexican restaurants and the food is really good. Like it's... It's really filling as well, and um, you get a lot for your portion, but the quality is also there, Um, like really fresh ingredients. And I think you kind of strive yourself on like just using really good ingredients, right, and fresh foods.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the salsas are are, are chopped like an hour before we open, guacamole, and there's a salsa called pico de gallo, which is essentially just a tomato salad, really. Tomatoes, Mm -hmm. red onion, coriander, lime juice, that's it. But it's got to be done. Uh, very, uh, very soon before you open, you know, sort of not okay, not much cool. time between the time you, you you cut it and the yeah the the time you serve it.
0: So everything's made fresh to order. Like literally, the food was prepared maybe like an hour before, like you're literally eating it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Some of the things are, and other things are. Um, obviously the slow cooked meats and and vegetables are done in advance. Cool. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So, yeah, like um, I've been talking to Mark and we've known each other for maybe a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I've worked with Mark on various projects with my business and helping his business. And so I know quite a lot about his background. Um, what's really interesting about yourself is that you've um, transitioned yourself from a restauranteur owner chef to like a mental health nurse can you tell the audience how that came about and what you did before and your background was
1: yeah yeah uh trained as a mental health nurse in 98 um and was uh, did that job for like 15 years uh, and i i always wanted to do have a food business so oh, really okay yeah sure. i don't know back in well, i went to america um Like 92, something like that. Okay. I was there three or four years. And I was on the West Coast primarily. uh, And there's a lot of Mexican food on the West Coast of America. Yeah. Primarily burritos, but uh, all sorts. Uh, And hitchhiked down to Mexico for a few weeks. Oh, uh, nice. And had a bit of street food, my first street food then. Cool. Which was a bit of a revelation, really. Oh, wow. It's just so simple and tasty. and And yeah, loved it. And very cheap. And then when I came back, I decided to get a proper career. So I I trained as a as a nurse. Oh okay. But all the time I was sort of hankering really. To oh, okay, cool. So like dipping your
0: toe in like various like cuisines and trying to
1: experiment with flavors. And yeah, things just like that. cooking at home a yeah. lot. Okay, cool. Eating out a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I suppose yeah. a lot of people do that, don't yeah. they? Um But always having this this yearning really to to do something okay and uh,
0: before that had you eaten Mexican food in England and did it was it completely different to what you experienced in America
1: yeah things have changed a lot in the last fifteen odd years in mexican uh, with Mexican food in this country um i think I had a similar experience to most people at that time just it was pretty heavy and and not a lot of flavor to it really okay. you just got masses and yeah you yeah, just walked out feeling a bit unwell <laughs> okay
0: so like those like supermarket fajita kit type things
1: well just... there's yeah i think fajitas it was only fajitas i think when yeah. i was going rice and beans which which you know that's yeah that's authentic uh there just wasn't any when i was going 15 20 years there was no fresh salsas and, and different okay combinations of things it okay. was it was a bit
0: it was like pre-made
1: pre-packaged kind of maybe yeah it probably quick, was yeah. it probably okay. was yeah cool and that and that has changed and a I lot i think
0: even today you still have that right but i think restaurants like yours are kind yeah of maybe changing that perception we have of mexican food
1: yeah, yeah i think there's a lot of people out there doing it now um, yeah. but i think um the chain oaxaca was quite um influential in okay this country. Cool. yeah and they've been going about 10 years i think yeah and i think a lot of people got uh inspired by Cool. She's called Tomasina Mears. So
0: that's like the big Mexican chain, isn't it? What happened?
1: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and she, I think she won MasterChef in 2007. Oh, really? They? Okay, cool. And then she went on from there. She was a big... She's English. Yeah. Uh, and But she had a, a real love affair with Mexican food cool. uh, from travelling and living in Mexico. And she then, a couple of years later. Yeah. So 2009, 10, she opened her first restaurant in London, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think that inspired a lot of people. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, and, yeah, I was one of those people. Yeah, awesome. So, and you,
0: would you say that influenced you or inspired you maybe to try your own recipes and your, and maybe, like, the kind of, were well, the foundations of this business a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I took, I think the, the general inspiration came from going there um, in my early 20s and seeing it. And then uh, a big jolt from from her when I saw her do it. Uh, another place is in Brighton because I moved back. Okay. I went back up to live in Manchester at some at one point, yeah. and then came back here, to and fro in quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, no. And um, I uh, I saw a couple of restaurants open up in, in Brighton. Okay. Um, one in particular called Carlitos, which uh, I really love the the vibe in there. So we so we you know took a lot of inspiration from them Nice. and um, nicked a few things if you, if you yeah yeah definitely into so the decor
0: <laughs> so when um you went to america and you got this inspiration you got this love for mexico when did you start thinking of actually cooking it have you always been good at cooking or did you just go um, in and just say i'm just going to see what i can do yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it
1: was just uh, cooking at home yeah. and cooking for my girlfriend at the time and Trying out different recipes cool. on her. And uh, she was an easy person to please, so I never knew it was any good or not. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: Uh, she always agreed, right? Yeah. She always agreed yeah, yeah. and
1: loved it, yeah. Um but yeah, just uh experimented with cookbooks and now you've okay. got the internet. So Cool. You can look anything up as you know. But
0: you've never had like actual training as a chef, have you?
1: No. 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 Well, That's which is really interesting. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I've okay. been to, like, sort of um like catering, catering colleges that do um, like courses in the evening.
0: Okay, I okay. did about
1: four or five of those different okay. cuisines.
0: And do you think that helped you a lot? Yeah, I think yeah.
1: it did. Yeah, we did one Italian one where we made we uh, learned to make um, you know pizza, proper pizza bases, and cool uh, authentic Italian stuff, and then then a Mexican one. Nice. Um, one time. Maybe. Was
0: that in um, in Brighton or Worthing? I was in Manchester. Manchester,
1: okay. In Charlton. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So we, we learned how to make um, the the Mexican lady that ran it. Uh, they had a particular recipe of, for beans. Nice. That, where she was from, so we learned that. Cool. And amongst other things. So yeah, I've done a few bits and bobs, but just uh, the, odd, yeah. the odd night at catering college. And the then,
0: thing, uh, um, like, how? so you, I think um, we were talking before you set up a food stall, mm. right? And that was in Brighton.
1: Uh, no, initially it was uh, in Worthing.
0: In Worthing, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um,
1: me and my friend James um, got together. Yeah. Uh, when I came back uh, from Manchester to here in two thousand and twelve, yeah. and we decided that um, we wanted to run or open a, a food stall. Okay. So uh, yeah, at the time, his uh, his wife was uh, running the uh, uh, the market called the Emporium in Worthing.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is about
1: yeah about six years ago. Yeah. So uh, we had we had a free pitch, which is uh, <laughs> which is good and cool. uh, helpful. So yeah, we started together doing that. Nice. And we, we did a monthly market in Worthing, and then we just started to branch out and um, hit the big time, getting <laughs> a spot at Street Diner. And was the Brighton?
0: feedback really good at the start? Work. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was always yeah. pretty good. Yeah.
1: We, I mean, we always started all the recipes we did. We did from scratch. So okay. we got into some good habits. Yeah. Uh, and we never we didn't really cut corners. We did everything cool. the right way. So when it came to doing more of them, we just we, we just replicated it. That's really cool. Um, yeah. And, yeah, carried it on, hopefully not cutting the those corners. Yeah. So, yeah, we got we did get some good feedback. And how many years did you do that for? Uh, Four years. Four years, okay. And did you yeah.
0: were you uh, hired as a nurse at the same time?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah That's the um, that's when the crossover sort of happened. Okay, cool. yeah. I uh, I was working full time as a nurse, yeah. and and then we started doing the odd the odd market on Saturday. Okay, and then I went part time nursing, yeah, three days a week, and uh, and then made it so it fitted in. Okay, cool. Uh, so I, I worked. The, the days I wasn't doing food stalls, I, I worked as a nurse. also awesome. So I did, you know, two, usually two, sometimes three stalls a week and three oh, days okay. nursing. And
0: was it quite easy to manage your time between the two or did you, um, was it quite overwhelming at the start but you managed to get used to it? Yeah,
1: yeah. I'd say the, okay. the latter, yeah. It, okay. Like anything really, when you're yeah. trying to do something new and you're trying to, they're two very different jobs. Yeah. So, and, um, so yeah, it's just trying to juggle. Cool. Juggle stuff, but. The main thing is if you really love doing something, you, yeah, you get out of bed just, yeah, for a sure. lot quicker.
0: For sure, definitely. <laughs> and I think we were talking before and you were saying, um, obviously, your profession as a mental health nurse was quite stressful, maybe, and it became, mm. some. you felt kind of had these lows, maybe, and your street food business was kind of an escapism and kind of yeah. really made you like get get away from that kind of...
1: Yeah. yeah don't get me wrong yeah. I love I love nursing and yeah. especially the, the face-to-face contact with, For with sure. um with clients but there's a lot of pressure uh, yeah. as there are in as there is in in lots of departments of nursing and, For sure you know caseloads got bigger and bigger and um and yeah uh, it was quite a difficult job to do yeah um and yet yeah, the the food business everyone was always very friendly and yeah, everyone yeah. loves being served nice food and yeah you know it's a really nice environment to be in
0: cool and um so if this is kind of like a really um i just want to get like some practical advice for someone if mm. i was a hobbyist or an enthusiast in a special type of cooking or mm. i really enjoyed my cooking but i wanted to take it to the next level yeah how would i know if i was good enough to take it to that business level or that food stall um kind of expertise as well it were? what
1: me and james did we got the the bare bones of a stall together um, and yeah. we um we invited friends round to his back garden okay and we set up a makeshift stall and okay cool we served burritos to our friends you know like 15 20 people came around and we asked for their feedback you know awesome and got yeah. as much honest feedback as we could cool. how flavors sort of went together and if there's a balance of you know acid and and um, just flavours generally, really. Nice, um, nice. And then went from there.
0: And, um, um, yeah, so you just got, like, unbiased feedback from family and friends, I guess. I mean, yeah. it's probably hard, isn't it, to get that all the time because they are slightly biased. Yeah. But it was good to get that test one out there and just kind of see what it... Some could, people yeah. are more
1: honest than others. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> and yeah. more polite. and Some yeah. people are more polite than others. So, yeah, you just have to sort of read between the lines a little bit. Okay, and, cool. Uh, and, you know, we're we're both... Me and James we were, we were both uh, quite foodies. You know, we like eating good food. So, um, yeah. we, you know, we were quite honest about it. If something didn't taste okay, good, then cool. we ditched it and did something else. Yeah. And so we played around with recipes quite a bit. Okay. And we did a lot of enjoyable reconnaissance trips to London. Oh, nice. Just eating yeah. eating our way around okay, London.
0: Cool. A bit of research,
1: yeah. Research, yeah. Yeah. Just having a good time, really. Eating research eating is nice, food. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's good fun. Yeah. And then we got a, a small menu together. I think to answer the question, yeah. there's, there's lots of lots of things you have to do to 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 make that change from being a hobby to a business. But yeah, I think you've got to get something um, that you believe in, really. Okay. And that you you can promote, and when okay. you're promoting it, you know, nine out of ten people are going to love it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And don't uh any kind of menu, don't make it long. It's got to be a short okay. and sweet. Cool. So that everything you do, you do it well. Because okay. the more things you got on a menu, the more yeah. risk there are, risk there are sure. of cutting corners uh to to get the stuff, the food ready to be sold and uh, cuz you you know, you've only got so much time to to cook it. So For if you sure. keep your menu small, uh, you, and then I guess it better. it's
0: better to get three things amazing rather than try and get everything on the large menu, yeah, kind of up to the same standard, yeah, yeah, exactly that, yeah, okay. I
1: mean, there's a lot of street food um, outfits around the world, yeah, that just do one thing, you know, okay, literally. yeah,
0: especially um, like maybe where the origins of street food come from, right? Mm, so, like, kind yeah. of third world countries.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot in in Asia, you know, like yeah. Thailand, Vietnam, yeah. Taiwan. So the sure. Street food is huge,
0: and of course, Mexico. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <cool>. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people uh, rely on on street food for their livelihoods. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, in Mexico as well as all those countries, thousands yeah. and thousands of people sure. just in just in one city.
0: Why do you think in places like England and particularly Sussex, Brighton, Worthing? street food has had this resurgence and it's become really popular and people are just getting a, like a passion for it right now?
1: Um, I think a lot of it is to do with how small the world's become now okay. you, you know you can travel wherever you want fairly yeah. cheaply yeah. these days and uh, access to the internet and the, the the programs on television that there's so many food programs on the television yeah. now that you know, people are, are their interest is peaked with food from around the world. Cool. And it's just, it's very accessible and yeah. um, street food. You just, you know, yeah. turn up and it's fairly cheap. Yeah. And, you know, generally really tasty. Cool.
0: And I um, think maybe like people are getting more open minded, right? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And more, yeah, yeah more accepting and, more, yeah. To try different Adventurous flavors. and experimental. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. So my final question for um, kind of talking about yourself is, um, what advice would you give to someone who was lacking confidence in their own food, in their own recipes, or their own
1: business? Speak to somebody who's done it before. Okay, because um, yeah, you all, everybody that does this or anything similar, you're walking into the to the unknown, and the unknown is the unknown, and you okay. don't know what to expect, and yeah. Yeah, the the advice from people that have done it before cool. is, is vital. Awesome. vital. And did
0: you speak to someone before? Um yeah, I spoke yeah. to
1: lots of different people. Cool. Um I mean the the biggest I remember it quite clearly, the biggest sort of um push I got to, to make the plunge or take the plunge, uh, was a friend of mine who was selling um pies and he was selling it on a market locally. Uh and he was a northerner. Uh, yeah. and it just seems we seem to have a connection and uh nice. and he, he told me how he how he set up and okay. how he went about doing it and yeah i just thought well if he can do it why why can't For we sure. and me and james chatted about it and we got our money together and yeah and we went from there
0: yeah i mean they are like essentially competition but if you work together you kind of grow together is that what you're saying like in a way so you don't yeah oh, other it's people a big yeah
1: competitors. it's not no. it's not like that no, yeah no. every food market i've ever been to yeah uh maybe there's, there's there's some that are like that but everyone i've been to everyone it's a community and everyone's there to help each for other sure. and you run out of something and there's two or three people um around that will offer to to give you uh whatever you've run out of you know okay and then when something happens for that to them you, you okay help vice them versa out. yeah so it's Nice. It's a very positive cool. uh,
0: yeah. vibe. I think that's the whole what I love about the whole street food, kind of small business entrepreneurship that's coming out is um it's just this whole community and positivity mm. that everyone's not looking at it as to just make money as well, it's to help yeah. everyone and we all grow together and I really like that, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think so there's cool. a big uh a big sort of um motivation, really. People want to get out of the rat race and they want to do something they enjoy doing. Um, and street food and, and similar things provide that, that get out.
0: So, this episode was produced and edited by Original Box. In the last two years, we have worked with Mark and Salsa Viva Cantina in creating their official website, photography and other media services, such as this podcast. Head over to original-box.com to see all our collaborations with Salsa Viva Cantina. All links are in the description section of this episode. Thanks for listening. We'll now head over back to the episode and talk to Mark. So talking more about your business, really, you started your business two years ago. Um, how was it? Was it a very stressful process? Was it quite hard? Um basically getting kind of your administration done, all the planning permission and all that stuff, and then finally going to actually launching a business. How was the whole process?
1: Yeah, uh, some bits were uh, easier than others. Um, From start to finish, I'd say it was about six months from um, uh, the previous uh, person in in the restaurant accepting our offer to opening was about six months. Um, Okay. You know, I think that's probably... About average, I mean, okay. maybe some people do it slightly uh, less, less time yeah. than that. And yeah, just chatting to planning permission or planning department at the at the council and yeah. solicitors and landlords and
0: all that stuff. All the rest of it. Were you prepared for that? Was it quite a um, hard thing to get used to because you have never run a business before? No,
1: no. no. Uh, well, my sister Sue uh, moved down here um, yeah. just a couple of weeks before we put the offer in on this place. And uh, she helped me a lot um, okay, cool. with dealing with solicitors and, and councils and, and the rest of it, moral support and also, you know, administration support and uh, letter writing and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, so she was really, really helpful. Cool. And then um, my friend James, who I did the street uh, yeah. store with, he was really um, helpful with his time and nice effort yeah. uh, coming to um, paint paint cool. the place with yeah, yeah. and sort out the menu and definitely all the things you got to do to the inside and be ready for it
0: awesome and like um when you look around the restaurant it is quite quirky a lot of personality and like like the fun factor really shines through yeah it's um anyone who hasn't been it um, can you just describe what the restaurant is
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a mishmash of Different colours, and um, my friend James helped me with the uh, the, the colour scheme to to make sure that the, the colours went together. But it's a mix of oranges and pinks and turquoises. Um, yeah. And then you know, lots of like plastic uh, flowers and uh, yeah stars like, and yeah definitely. You, can you tell everyone
0: about the paintings on your wall as well? Yeah, the
1: mural yeah. was done by. Um, a friend of ours, um, Teresa and Laura, um, yeah. who work at a local school. Uh, they're like artists at a okay, local cool. school, and 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 they did it freehand. Cool. Um, and just
0: describe to people what it is. So
1: it's uh, it's like a a replication, a little bit of of the Dead. So you've got like a you know a, a skeleton there playing a playing <laughs> a, a an accordion, and then lots of little bits of um cactus and and people it's dancing really cool. and yeah. playing playing hard it's the first and the thing you and... see isn't it when you yeah. walk into the restaurant yeah yeah it is it's quite um eye-catching
0: cool and you've got like these kind of like mirages or not the right word sorry like a Collages. collage sorry not yeah. mirage, collage of different like newspapers and uh frida Kahlo portraits
1: um, yeah can you
0: tell us a bit about that
1: yeah, um, the collage is is basically made up of um, lots of um, Mexican newspapers and uh, postcards that I picked up in Mexico when me nice. and James went um, a couple of years ago. Cool. And um, Ruby, he used to work here. Yeah. Uh, was uh, She's very artistic, creative, so she put together the collage. Nice, uh, yeah. And that one there too. It's
0: fantastic, there. yeah. It looks really good, like um, a lot well, of... Oh, you can see how passionate about Mexico and the culture and everything and it just shines through, I
1: think. Yeah, we yeah. wanted it to be informal as well. So, exactly, you know, yes. when it's not informal, you, you can't just, you know, put stuff up like that. No. Uh, whereas if you keep it uh, relaxed and informal, sure. you can sort of do what you like. Cool.
0: And then, um, so how did the name come around? Salsa Viva Cantina. Where did that come from?
1: Um, we deliberated uh, for a long time about the the name. Yeah. Uh, in the end, it came from a friend of a friend. Uh, it's that the, the words in Spanish actually yeah. mean lively sauce, which doesn't make much sense. <laughs> uh, which a Spanish street okay. food style holder yeah. uh, told me um, about six months in. Yeah. Uh, she asked me if I knew the meaning of the name, and I said no. <laughs> And she told me, uh, but it was it's just cool, a, yeah. you know two words that went together really well. It has a
0: nice ring to it as well. Yeah,
1: nice it's quite that. yeah, fun and as long as, as you're not you don't know, speak Spanish. It's all good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean there's nothing yeah. offensive about lively no. sauce, it's just a bit meaningless, really. But um and then cantina just, you know, means kitchen in, uh, cool. in yeah. Spanish and it just it flows. Awesome. So yeah, that's where it came from.
0: salsa viva cantina, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so how did you get the word around when you first started, you're like your opening night, the first couple of weeks, was there any marketing done or was it no. just open the doors and let the public come in?
1: Yeah, yeah. it was. I mean, okay. we didn't know we, what we were doing or how many people would turn up. So um we just didn't, we didn't do any advertising at all, any promotion at all. But uh, there was a fair few people waiting for us to open because um there was a sandwich shop. Well, there still is a sandwich shop called Feast on okay. Warwick Street. Yeah. And uh, I did, uh, once a week I was in there. Okay. Friday night and then uh, changed it to Sunday afternoon.
0: Oh, okay, cool. So I was yeah, there okay.
1: every week for about a year. Oh, okay. So a lot Maybe, of people yeah. that used to come there, I'd, I'd tell them um, okay. cool. what we were planning to do.
0: And that was on the Salsa Viva Cantina as well? Then? Yeah. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, that cool. we call Salsa Viva. Okay. Uh, and when we got this place, we, we added the, the cantina. little cantina, okay. Yeah. Cool. And there's cool. a fair few people that, that came from... being Feast regulars Um, and yeah we just decided to let well hope that uh word of mouth would be sufficient
0: so you maybe you got an influx of existing customers from your previous uh the street stall that you had at Feast
1: yeah yeah Yeah, well I suppose the street stall as well on you know did all the beach markets and various things as well as Feast but um yeah the the Feast customers were yeah were a big a big part of it
0: and you, I think it's quite a common trend, isn't it? Like, Mark, you start off with a, a stall, then you venture into like a fully fledged kind of restaurant business. Mm. Do you recommend that path, or do you think it's okay just to go straight into the restaurant and have your own premises?
1: Well, I've never done that, okay. so but I everything I've I've heard yeah. uh, would would say not. Okay. Uh, it's, okay. It's a very difficult thing just to walk into. And, okay. And then and function, you know. Yeah. Properly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I, would, I would not recommend okay. that. Okay. Uh, go doing something like street food or yeah. pop-ups. A yeah. lot of people would, you know, talk to a to a pub or that that doesn't do food. Yeah. Uh, and ask if they've got a kitchen and ask to. Okay. Be the provider of the food. Cool. And that's yeah. a way in for, for a lot of people. But then off, um, also, you get people who just carry on doing street food. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of stalls in uh, Brighton who, who were at Street Diner and they went into pubs that didn't do food and served their own food in there, but it didn't particularly work out. So then okay. they went back to street food. And oh, interesting. Also, okay. doing the street markets, I met a fair few people who used to have restaurants and it's you know it's uh, it's hard work yeah and they didn't want the all the whole the overheads so okay. they ditched ditched that and decided to do street food so for they were sure. the other way
0: i mean um yeah you don't have that kind of overburdening overhead cost do you like with a street food store no. right so the risk is kind of a lot less
1: it's a hell yeah. of a lot less yeah. Yeah. yeah the investment is a lot lot lower for sure and um, so you know you've got less you're less to lose but um, yeah especially in this country you, you've got the weather to deal with and okay
0: yeah that plays a massive factor Huge. Yeah. yeah 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 i mean not quite uh mexico city is it no. it's
1: not, not no it. oh you're not selling tacos on Venice no. beach when it's <laughs> 80 degrees every For day sure. <laughs> yeah
0: cool then we just want to go talk about your food really so where do you source your ingredients um where do your recipes come from uh obviously you travel to Mexico. i think quite regularly right like maybe once a year
1: yeah yeah been the last two years um, and yeah. when we close for three weeks in january i've been both times first time with my friend james second time just on my own and then i, I plan to go again this coming january oh cool but yeah i've learned quite a bit going going yeah. over there trying to um nick recipes and
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Me and James had a cooking uh, cooking lesson with a, a Mexican family. Oh, nice. Uh, over yeah. there, which which we learned a lot.
0: Cool. And we we're just talking before, like, and the the daughter of the family. Um, you've got such a nice relationship with her now that she's actually coming to visit.
1: You. Yeah, she is. Well, she's, she's coming. Yeah. In a couple of weeks' time, and yeah, she yeah. might be working in the restaurant. Um, That's cool. Yeah. For a, a week or two.
0: Nice. So you do it. Uh, do you go out there for a holiday or is it primarily for the business to get recipes? Oh, um, it's
1: it's a holiday primarily. Okay, but it, yeah. Yeah, while you're there, yeah, uh, picking up all sorts nice. of, all sorts of uh, tips and recipes.
0: And where, so obviously we, we don't live in Mexico, it's like south of England, but are the ingredients, do you have to source them from elsewhere or is it local ingredients? Yeah, you
1: can't get everything yeah. um, that you can get over there. Yeah. Um, Tomatillos is a, is a, one that springs to mind. Yeah, they're like a sort of um, tomato, green tomato. Like they're from the gooseberry family, so they're a different taste to to our tomatoes. Cool. Um, but you, and you can't get those fresh, so we've got to get those in a tin. Yeah. And we tend to we get those and uh, lots of dried chilies and ah nice. uh, uh, dried beans from a company in London that okay, imports cool. it from from Mexico. Okay. Um, and we get our tortillas from from them. They make them cool. and send them send and them down in a vacuum pack sort of thing. So yeah, that I
0: mean, um, your tortilla chips are amazing because they're like different colors, right? As well, and that's the kind of yeah. Is that how authentic Mexican street food should be?
1: Well, there's different and yeah. um, there's hundreds of different kinds of corn. Um, yeah. apparently, um, okay. Different. Some are, are less used than others because they've just gone out of. Uh, Production Um, and there's people in Mexico trying to um, trying to keep keep them alive, Um, but the ones that we get uh, are yellow and yellow and blue. Okay. Uh, The tortilla chips and the the tortillas that the tacos are made from. So one's blue corn and one's yellow corn.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, probably a lot of people didn't know that, right? mm, Yeah, yeah. just used to the.
1: There's a fair few people ask why they're so dark. You know. Um, Intrigued, so, and maybe some people are a bit worried that this is Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. It's just the like, color. Okay, of the color. what's happened here? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, A
0: little bit. The chef's gone a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, awesome. And then um, you have a huge emphasis on vegan and gluten free food. Um, mm. My girlfriend uh, loves this place because she, um, is, she has a gluten free diet. Yeah, and we always come here because everything on the menu there's a gluten-free option, even right down to the chocolate cake at the end or the dessert. So, yeah, was that done on purpose to get customers like that in, or is that how Mexican food is traditionally?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a all the tacos are tacos are always made from corn tortillas, so okay by definition that that makes them gluten-free. Okay, um. The burritos is a flour tortilla, so they're not okay. gluten free. But you can get um, gluten free large uh, equivalents. Yeah, yeah, okay. equivalent to make them. But there's a, there's enough uh, options, I think, without making the burritos gluten free for celiacs okay. or people that you know suffer with gluten intolerance and uh, and vegans as well.
0: Often.
1: Yeah, definitely. So so yeah, uh, I mean, the, a big part of that is uh, my sister. Um, yeah and nephew both suffer with celiac disease okay so So it's
0: uh, quite close to home as well a little bit it is yeah Yeah, yeah. and i just
1: know there's more and more people are are suffering with um gluten intolerance yeah for for some reason i'm not sure why that is yeah um Um,
0: definitely i think people are more open-minded as well um again like they're trying to do new things and some people are seeing the benefits maybe not scientifically proven but there are like practical benefits that they're seeing in gluten-free, diets.
1: Yeah, gluten-free diet yeah yeah who knows yeah. i mean yeah. some people do see it and they haven't yeah. got a medical condition they yeah. see it as a healthy way to eat exactly whether yeah. that's um yeah born out with the scientific evidence i'm yeah, not sure for sure cool and
0: um, and the vegan stuff mm. um you have quite a big vegan menu as well
1: right well, there's a few things yeah. there yeah, yeah. Um, Sometimes it's taking away the dairy element of a dish and other times it's, you know, it's the dishes it comes. Okay. Uh, So it's not um, often when, you know, vegans are out to eat, they get upset with, well, we just don't want the meal minus several elements of that meal. We want the the full balanced meal, so we try try and do a couple of those too, yeah. Nice.
0: That's really cool, Mark. That's really cool. Um, it's fantastic that your restaurant is doing this and um, yeah, it's a lot of demand for this throughout I mean, Sussex and particularly Worthing. And I think Worthing is becoming this kind of mini Brighton. And It's getting there, yeah, it's isn't getting it? There, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And then talking about Worthing mm. and your, the idea of your restaurant as part of the community, your restaurant was nominated for the Sunny Worthing Award, I believe. Yeah, it was first um, year. the first year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously, and also, I just looked on TripAdvisor. You're the highest rated TripAdvisor restaurant in Worthing. Yeah, why do you think? The question I'm going to ask is: Why do you think that your restaurant has been so successful? Why do you think it's so popular with the community?
1: Um, well, I think I I made it um at the kind of place that I'd like to go to, um. And that means it's got to be quite informal and relaxed. I really don't like sort of formal dining, really. Okay. And, and it's got to be good value for money. Yeah. And very tasty. And you've got to be full when you're finished eating. For sure. There's They're the main things. factors yeah. that I look for in a restaurant. I, I don't mind paying a lot of money for food if it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, but if you do that, yeah, as a restaurant, if you do that, um, you struggle to get... Repeat um, returning customers, whereas if you keep it reasonable, yeah, then um, people come back more regularly. Definitely, because the prices are uh, affordable.
0: I mean, your prices aren't like like cheap as like a fast food restaurant, but they're nowhere near as expensive as like a formal dining experience. I think it's that nice middle ground. Yeah, yeah,
1: you, yeah. You're sort of talking yeah. eight nine pounds for a main course, which, yeah uh, you know will Fill you up because there's a lot of there's a lot of food there, for sure. Um, Yeah, you're looking at three courses and and a drink for twenty pounds, which I think that's fairly reasonable. Yeah, and
0: like you're cutting down costs on like all the fancy stuff that restaurants would have, but you're putting all those that cost saving into the food, right? And letting that shine rather than all the other stuff.
1: Yeah, Yeah. uh, ingredients. you know, as, as good as we can get them. Really, okay. uh, I mean, for example, we get our pork from a, a pig farm in storrington
0: Okay.
1: Um, and he hasn't got organic status, but yeah, it's organic in 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 everything except okay. name, really. Um, and it comes through. You know, the meat's really good. Yeah. We did struggle to get because we do um, uh, beef ribs, short beef rib, and we struggled to get that from a butcher, a okay. local butcher around here. Um so we get that from, from weight trails of our places which you okay. would think would be extremely expensive, but it's yeah. it's not too not too expensive considering. Okay. Um I'd, if the butchers did it I'd I'd much rather get it from a local butcher. Yeah. But uh, up to now i found that difficult to do. Okay.
0: Um, but yeah, yeah. I think you've got to source locally but sometimes it's not feasible for the business, is it? And
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you just have to it, it, yeah, exactly that. It's yeah. got to be feasible, definitely. And we get all our veg from a local uh, veg shop called Browns. Okay, just around the corner. Cool. Um, yeah, just
0: in town, right?
1: Yeah, yeah on yeah. Brighton Road. Okay. Yeah, cool. they, they deliver to a lot, a lot of restaurants in this in the town.
0: Nice. And um, so, you've obviously learned a lot of lessons running this business. Um, what feedback would you give to a younger self at the start? <laughs> Uh, just to conclude the Ooh. podcast as well,
1: um, I would say that just don't stress too much about things that go wrong, okay? Uh, because they will. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, they just more things happen or more things go wrong at the beginning than any other time. Uh, okay, in our short yeah. two and a half years, the first six months were one thing after another. Um, with electricity and plumbing and appliances breaking and and, always assume
0: the worst i guess
1: Um, just go go with the flow really yeah and and there's always someone out there that can fix fix it when if it goes wrong and and just put put your feelers out and get as many people um out there to, to help you as possible okay so build that, a
0: network of yeah, people. That's yeah, that's a better way of putting okay. it. Yeah, yeah, build a
1: network. And if you if they don't know, then they probably know someone that does uh, know. Okay. And eventually you will find someone that can fix the problem you have. Okay, cool. Because um, initially it can be overwhelming if you've got a restaurant, you know, and you're fully booked that night and,
0: and the electricity go wrong. Yeah.
1: And you're halfway through cooking the food. It can be going to meltdown quite quickly. Okay. Uh, Has that
0: ever happened here? Yeah, yeah. a couple
1: of times. Okay. Uh, and we've got a, uh, an electrician now. Yeah. Who, who knows? He works and helps a lot of restaurants, so he knows that he's. You would want him very quickly. So oh, okay. Cool. If he can, he yeah. turns up. You know, on the spur of. The, Spare awesome.
0: yeah. and, and was that at the start it. you had him, or was it something as you learned throughout running the restaurant? That
1: was an yeah. example of, of networking, yeah. really. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew uh, Anthony, the owner of uh, Feast, okay, um, and he knew somebody, so cool. I rang him and he gave me a number, and I got uh, got that person's awesome to come in.
0: Wicked. And then, um, is there any expansion plans for the business? Um any there is like takeaway options maybe in the future? Or?
1: Uh we do do takeaways actually okay. but only when we can. Okay. So we prioritize um the the customers that are in the restaurant. Okay. Um but as we're getting busier and busier now. Yeah. Um that, that's becoming something uh okay. even harder to do. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning, you know, we would do takeaways Wednesdays and Thursdays because we were less busy. But okay. now we're nearly as busy in the week as we are at weekends, so yeah. we can't really do takeaways. And regarding yeah. expansion, um, it's been discussed, but um, it's highly unlikely really. Okay, okay. You yeah. lose control of the right. yeah. cooking and the whole way the restaurant runs, for Sure, because you can't be in two places yeah. at once.
0: Obviously, yeah, you want to build a successful business, but I guess you can't too expand or maybe have another premises or something along those lines you can't take control of everything and you have no. to learn how to kind of micromanage maybe certain aspects yeah well you'd,
1: yeah. you'd have you have to learn to uh, delegate uh, different
0: tasks and it's a whole management side right it yeah. is yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you
1: become yeah you become a manager then don't you rather well, yeah. a, a cook uh, sure. which is a different ball game definitely altogether. so if i can survive and have a decent income um doing that one one restaurant I'm happy to do that okay cool
0: yeah nice I mean it's like going well isn't it I mean it is know, yeah it's been really positive hasn't it this the, the feedback um, yeah. the success you've had um
1: yeah yeah our customers are are really nice people yeah. you know nine out of ten well probably more than <laughs> that are, are just very yeah. nice people off the scale you yeah. know yeah. they they know what they want and They appreciate what, what we do and definitely, and yeah, they just keep coming back. So yeah. What more can you ask for?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Cool. Um, thank you so much, Mark. Yeah, no worries. For taking the time today in our podcast. Um, it's been really good. Uh, We've learned quite a lot of stuff about what it takes to run a street food business and especially like the transition to a fully fledged restaurant. And yeah, thank you for your time and uh, yeah, wish you all the best in the future. That sounds like the cantina, yeah. Awesome. I'll see you guys on the next episode. And uh, thank you for listening. And um, have a good day wherever you, you may be. Thanks for listening to the original Business Heroes podcast. In our next episode, we interview ex Hollywood actor Quill Roberts, who has starred in films such as the 2001 *Mommy Returns*. Quill has transformed his career from the silver screen to a snow sports business owner, opening his very own ski centre, moving mountains in the Brighton area. Make sure to hit that subscribe button in your podcast app to let you know when the next episode is out. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day wherever you are. And we wish you all the best of luck in your next business venture.